get better over time. They just say I'm not the baddest bitch you like. Hello, hello, hello. It is Miss Chardonnay. You already know it. Everybody's favorite blonde bombshell crossdresser. And this is my show, Pour It Up, where I'm going to give you all of the celebrity gossip and news that you didn't even know you needed. Because, honey, we're all stuck inside. So what else are you going to do? Listen to this, put your feet up, put a kettle on the stove, or just do it like me and pop open a bottle of wine because we are about to dig right in. I've got as usual a bottle of wine with me, I've got my mic all set up and I've got some juicy gossip that we're all gonna get into. I'm actually not recording from Amsterdam, this is an international edition of this podcast, look look at her, she's an international queen, because I've returned to my motherland of Germany where I've set up a small recording studio myself because she is nothing but resourceful. <laughs> so I'm gonna just dig into everything from the comfort of my own home, from my home to yours. Uh, because, yeah, just being in town and going to the studio, running into so many people just doesn't really work well with self-isolation. So I'm gonna uh, stay inside because there's still much to talk about because unlike us, celebrities haven't stopped doing whatever they're usually doing. So we have we have some ground to cover. Before um, I am going to get into everything that's happened, as usual, I have my drink of choice. Because we all know it isn't good to keep things bottled up. And honey wine is the only thing that's getting me through this quarantine. Mm, because a girl needs a drink. Because she had thirsty hoe. So, we have a bottle of Chardonnay, as usual. And this week, it's a very peculiar name. So I remember walking past this bottle a couple of times in the supermarket. And it was like it was talking to me. Because it was like, hey... Look at me, I've got an unusual name. Check it out. And it was indeed a name I had never seen on a wine because usually a wine uh, tries to brand itself as something very classy, something very high class, uh, like Saint-Emilion Grand Cru, uh, something French, Italian, just that seems class. But then this wine just called itself Slurp, all caps, Slurp. And honey... The sound slurp for me is always the indication of a good night. So I was like, I'm yeah, just going to give it a try. Don't knock it till you try it. So <laughs> let's go for slurp Chardonnay. You know what? Not the worst slurp I've had. <laughs> no, it's quite tasty. It's quite tasty. I think it's a, it's a fun, enjoyable wine with a bit of a fruity flavor that's going to fit perfectly with what we're going to talk about. So, honey, <laughs> there's one topic that it's on all of our minds and it's something I can't really evade. Ideally, I would only talk about things that don't concern it, but it's just dominated the world news in every aspect, including celebrity news and entertainment. So we're gonna talk about it because <laughs> as I learned as a new podcast host, what I want to talk about isn't necessarily what I'm going to talk about. So I was going to not mention coronavirus, coronavirus, but I will. Because um, 
everybody's talking about it. People thought everybody was talking about Jamie, but Jamie was found dead in a ditch because now everybody's talking about Miss Corona. Everything has been postponed, basically. It's impossible to make any kinds of plans right now for anything. You can't meet with friends. You can't be like, oh, in a couple of months, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Impossible, because um, all you can do is stay at home and wait for this thing to be over. And we don't know when it's going to be over. We just don't know. So as sad as this is uh, for us, because we can go out for drinks or for food, it also means the major events have been postponed. I'm wondering, will the Drag Race season 12 finale even be filmed? Because it was supposed to be filmed this spring, and I just don't see that happening. Uh, even the Olympics have been postponed, honey. I know I'm not a sports fan by any margin, but I'd love to see some men in tights do gymnastics, so... I'm pressed. I'm going to have to wait one more year. But I do understand it because it is for the in the best interest of the athletes, obviously. It's just mad. The world has gone mad. Mm. I've noticed, though, that especially because I'm as a drag queen myself, uh, I was like, well, what's going to happen to all of the drag shows? Obviously, people can't come to bars. The bars are closed. And bars is where drag queens perform and make their money. So what's going to happen to that? But I must say drag queens have really surprised me because they haven't slept on this situation. They were like, all right, what are we going to do? We're going to take to live streaming and have taken to Instagram live mostly. I've done it myself. I had a lovely chat with my sister Lady Rampant the other week on my Instagram live. People are making shows. It's fantastic playing games, using everything technology has to offer. And for this, I will say, because people can criticize social media all they want, but... In a situation like this, it's a window to the outside world for people. It helps you connect. It helps you work. If we didn't have the internet and social media, this situation right now would be much more dire because work would be impossible. And now many things can be done over the internet, at least, especially social contact. Because without without social interaction, we're, we're going to crumble and die. So we can... We can do FaceTime, we can do WhatsApp calls, and there's this new app called House Party, which I've started using. Uh, I am very irritated by it, though, because, well, for those of you who don't uh, who don't don't have the app, the concept is that um, it's a group video uh, chat app, so you can just group call as many people as you want. I think maximum ten or something, loads, and even play games like Heads Up and Trivia. Uh, on the app, like in the group chat. It's a lot of fun. But the thing is, you can see a list of your friends and then you see if they're already in a video chat when you open the app and you can just join that video chat even if you don't know the other people in the chat. So if you see your friend is um, now doing a video uh, chat with five of his friends that you don't know, you can still enter and they're going to be like, oop, who are you? (laughs) And you're like, surprise, it's me. Uh, So that's interesting. Um, It genuinely has made me meet friends of friends that I hadn't met before. So that's fun. But also, um, it's this perpetual feeling of insecurity because you don't know who might be joining in. So it reminds me of this group call that I did in Mean Girls, (laughs) where two girls are on the phone, but then there's also a third girl on the phone. Yeah, so uh, watch your mouth. Don't talk. Don't talk so much shit because um, the person you're talking about might just join that video call <laughs> uh, in a second. 
But overall, I must say, I feel like these apps are really contributing to people expressing themselves creatively in different ways. So I love that, I must say. And um, yeah, it really helps, especially artists who are dependent on the gig economy. And we heard Miss Vanity Love say something about that last week. Uh, it really helps them keep their head uh, above water because people can donate to them and just really help them get by. So that's a good thing. What isn't a good thing is that um, celebrities have, well, some of them are doing important things against coronavirus, like singing Imagine from their living rooms, which I don't know what good it's going to do, but, you know, work. But some generally have showed their worst sides. I'm going to call them out. I'll name them. I'll name them. So Evangeline Lilly, we know her from Lost. She was Kate in Lost and she played um, this elf in The Hobbit who was like a love interest for Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Katy Perry is shook. And she was also in Ant-Man and the Wasp as the Wasp. So it work. I haven't seen the, the Ant-Man movies, but I heard they're, they're fun. So maybe you know her from them, from, from, from there. Now, she has children and she brought them, she filmed a video on her Instagram, taking her children to a playground and was like, see, my kids are playing around with other children. Um, no distancing scene here, but we're all fine. And then people were like, yeah, don't you think it's a bit inconsiderate, uh, given that you possibly spread the disease to people? Because it's not about you being at risk or your kids being at risk, but you possibly spreading the disease to people who might be at risk. Elderly people, people with a pre-existing uh, disease of the lungs, of the heart. And she was like, you know what? People need to chill out. It's just a cold. The media are exaggerating this. And um, it's interesting how these kind of things always happen in election years. The media making like a panic. And I'm like, bitch, wh wh what? <laughs> the conspiracy is strong. Honey, she drank the Kool-Aid. What the fuck? People are generally dying. I don't think that the Democratic Party mm, or or even the Republicans as a means to kind of contribute to the US election um, would kill millions of people in Italy. I fail to see a connection. And not only in Italy, like this is a worldwide thing, hun. Yeah, people are watching the US election, but also... Uh, take a step back and take several seats because you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. And frankly, it's embarrassing and made me lose all respect for you. So there's that. Hope you enjoy your future projects, which I will not be watching, just like your past projects. Uh, yeah, I just... I think it's really difficult because obviously Miss Lily is uh, in a place of great privilege She's very rich. She lives in this Hollywood bubble. Obviously, she she has the means to to get healthcare, to get tested for the disease, to protect herself. Probably a big house, if if not several, to uh, stay in, get groceries delivered. She literally isn't a person who will be most affected by this. But what about people in African slums who can't do social distancing because they generally don't have a house of their own because they don't have running water in the house? These people are going to get infected and die. And especially in Africa, a lot of people are HIV positive, which makes them 
risk groups, what are they going to do? If they can even afford HIV drugs to suppress the disease, coronavirus is really going to be an issue for them. And they can be like, oh, people chill. So Evangeline Lilly, how about you chill? And that's that. <laughs> Madonna, on the other hand, you know, bless her mu musical genius, but um, problematic fave? But then is she anyone's fave at this point? Because she filmed a video of herself in a bathtub saying Corona is the great equalizer because it affects all of us equally, like old, young, uh, rich, poor. And I'm like, hun, it doesn't. <laughs> old people are going to be affected more and they're more likely to die. Also, rich people can, can get tested and can isolate. It's what I just said. If you're a poor old person living in a slum or a township, you can't social distance. You can't um, keep your, keep your uh, distance by hand sanitizer, by toilet paper, because maybe you don't even have a fucking toilet. So this is going to affect you more than it will affect Madonna, who can film videos in her bathtub. I'm sorry. I appreciate what you're saying, that it shows us, yes, a disease doesn't stop for anyone. But also, it, if anything, it highlights inequalities in the world. So Madonna, you see Evangeline Lilly sitting down? Yeah, you also should take a seat, because... It's not making you look good, hun. Just think before you speak and then think before you upload. Christ. <laughs> and, um, yeah, a third person, because, yeah, we're, we're uh, dragging people right now. Um, so let's just keep, keep going. MIA, also a great musician, but came out as, an, as a strong anti-vaxxer and then retweeted a lot of people, uh, like fake claims in favor of like anti-vaxxing and about the dangers of vaccination. And I'm, uh, baffled because. I thought this was a topic we finally left behind. And she's like, Oh, I'm not, um, I'm not vaccinating my kids. <laughs> You know, in a, in any regular moment, this would be bad. But in terms of coronavirus, do you want to murder your children? What is going on with the celebrity world? I mean, I thought people singing Imagine from the living rooms was like a future, like a, a, a useless thing. But now people are actively just spreading, pardon my French, bullshit. Um, baffled. You're not the only person whose who's social media posts are giving me hope in these trying times is Britney Spears. Because <laughs> if you guys haven't checked this out, but she is, I think she's no longer a hostage of her management, which was the theory for months. But she's um, on Instagram and her captions are wild. There's the emoji use almost rivals shares, and that's saying something. And um, just listen to this caption. Albert Einstein once said, God does not play dice with the universe, so maybe I shouldn't have gotten the pink dice seven on my left arm. Four thinking emojis, two dice emojis. Five exclamation marks. I don't even like ink. Guess I should remove it. And it's like, huh? Thanks for including us in your thought process. My personal favorite, though, is... Um, let me see if I can find it. Because there's something about cheetahs, like the animal. The cheetah is a big cat, something like that. It's just wild. It's a whole experience. If you have free time, and I know you do because you're sitting at home, 
I know you are. And if you're not, go the fuck home, people. What is wrong with you? So if you're sitting at home, as you should, take a scroll through Britney's business Instagram. It is a full experience. Generally, thank me later. And see, she's doing it right because she's not using it to spread uh, conspiracy theories or tell people that she hates her kids by not vaccinating them. She's spreading positive if confusing vibes here for it Brittany, the true princess of pop confirmed now um let's go back to dragging people because it's fun but also because we're not doing it because we mean people i'm not saying i hate you because um i don't like the way you look i don't like the art you put out i'm calling people out right here because they are doing things that i think are irresponsible and dangerous and it's a matter of public health for me the next thing though is exposing a favorite in the circles of hollywood and entertainment nobody saw this coming except everyone who apparently who's ever met her or worked with her it's ellen the generous Years ago, I was obsessed with her show. I'd watch it every week, uh, like the recaps on YouTube, because I obviously don't have American cable TV. And Ellen would dance with her audience and be like, oh, be kind to one another. And I've always respected her as a trailblazer coming out as gay in 1997. So there's that. And I will give her all of this. Nothing can take that away, the impact she has made. However, <laughs> there was a tweet not by her, but by somebody saying, we all know Ellen is the meanest person in showbiz, so everybody tell their stories about Ellen the Generous. And people did not hold back. And apparently, within entertainment circles, it is well known that Ellen the Generous is an awful person to work with. So uh, I know she stopped dancing with her audience uh, a while ago, just because it didn't feel like it anymore. But now... Um, <laughs> some drag race queens whose opinion I usually believe and respect said um, it's known that Ellen walking down the hallways will not speak with people, with her employees. If you speak to her, she'll get you fired because you're wasting her time. She will uh, fire people on a whim, have extravagant requests and be just needlessly cruel, scream at people. People always emphasize that Portia de Rossi, her wife, is very nice, but that Ellen genuinely is a monster, which is baffling because she always cultivates this image of her as the nice, relatable, fun woman. And obviously, I haven't been. This is all hearsay. Your Honor, this is all hearsay. I have never met her. I cannot confirm this to be true. But I do think, well, I do trust the several hundred people who have come forward to some extent, because that is not just two people saying something. But also, Ellen isn't relatable anymore, and that's no secret. Ellen is friends with the Hollywood elite and she's lost touch with the people on the ground. She can say as many times as she wants, oh, I'm just like everybody else. But th then she's friends with uh, George W. Bush, who is a war criminal. And she's like, oh, yeah, but we're just friends. Hon, yes, you're friends because you're successful and rich as fuck. So that might be the reason why you all live in this bubble. But there's people who are still significantly affected by the things he did in office and by several other things so it's nice for you to say oh be kind to one another when none of the things affect you N you're rich <laughs> you move every three months into a new new million dollar villa so <laughs> that's my issue and it's the same thing with madonna and evangeline lily it's privilege and people aren't aware of it 
open your eyes. You're rich. Obviously, things, if it's an illness, if it's political decisions, aren't going to affect you as much as they will unemployed people. People of color, trans people of color, especially the minorities who are most oppressed in society, especially in American society. So wake up and realize that if you want to relatable, if you want to be relatable, and if you want to be one of one of us, one of the the normal folk, then you don't just need to talk to talk, but walk to walk, and not just give like a card to a stranger on the show because that's fun, but also see if you can do like grassroots activism. I expect more. And if you truly are as bad of a boss as people say, I think this behavior is repulsive no matter where you came from, no matter how successful you are. I don't think anybody should treat their employees this way. I've worked in circumstances as an assistant where um, it was generally the devil wears Prada. And I was like, it was like, go to my house, pick up this, uh, bring me a coffee, but it can't be too warm. Like generally doing the worst kind of jobs, underpaid, being screamed at on the phone. It's not a nice thing and it'll grind you down and destroy your self-esteem. So, um, Alan, I'm sorry, but I won't be watching your show anymore because after I've heard those things, my conscience says no. All right, <laughs> this was a mouthful of bad things. Let's go into some good things because now that I've let off all the steam, it's time to really celebrate things, things we can look forward to. If it's things to distract us, if it's things uh, we, yeah, to take our mind of things, uh, music, movies, television. I've got a whole lineup for you guys. If you don't know it yet, those could be recommendations for you. And if uh, you know them already, you'll be happy to hear about them. But before, another drink of wine. I encourage all of you to do the same. Slurp, slurp. Because we have one last controversy. And this, for me, was a success story. We've all heard it. It was one of the big pop culture feuds of the last years. It's been almost a decade since it happened. Taylor Swift versus Kanye West. It all started at the VMAs where Kanye was like, Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish, and rudely cut her off to rightfully say that um, Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time. But it wasn't his place, and it really, really made me, made me like him even less than I already did. But... Then they, and by they I mean Kanye and Kim Kardashian, they dragged Taylor Swift because okay, most people know the stories. For those who don't, here's a quick recap. Kanye went on stage while Taylor won an award for best vid music video, music video of the year, I think. Kanye went on stage, interrupted her, and this, as Taylor revealed in her recent documentary film Miss Americana, really bothered her. And he stomped on stage, stole her moment. It was very embarrassing, made him look bad, made him look just really, really awful. I think even Barack Obama referred to him as a jackass for doing that. Uh, well, fast forward, they kind of made peace, but then Kanye released the song Famous, and the lyrics go, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. And Taylor reacted in an upset way because she said he never cleared those lyrics with her. She never agreed for him to call her that. And then Kim released a video of a phone call between Kanye and Taylor that said, um, basically Kanye asking Taylor for his permission to use 
that line in the song. And so people attacked Taylor. Everybody started calling her a snake, flooding her Instagram profile with snake emojis, making her retreat from public life for almost a year before she released the Reputation album, where she kind of capitalized on that by using the snake image for herself to like reclaim it and make it her own uh, as a sign of power and confidence. Because in the video, Kanye was like, oh, could we say, like, um, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. And she was like, oh, Taylor was like, oh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Thanks for clearing it up with me. But now, because this was all years ago, now in 2020, March 2020, quarantine, the full video was leaked. And the full video shows Kanye did ask Taylor if he could say, I feel like me and Taylor would still have sex. He never said I made that bitch famous. Taylor never consented to Kanye West calling her a bitch in his song. Taylor has been right. People were dragging her, calling her a snake for no reason. It has been Kim and Kanye twisting the narrative this whole time. And poor Taylor was the public enemy number one for something she genuinely didn't do. And I am disgusted and appalled. I was team Taylor through all of this. And I loved reputation. And this feels like justice at last. For, to me, Kanye, disgusting person. I will say this right now. Because to bully a young up-and-coming musician wasn't okay then. But then for him and Kim to twist this narrative and use it against Taylor, for me, is the lowest of the low. And I'm glad Taylor made it through this. I know my previous podcasts haven't always been kind to Taylor, but last um, last week in the music video of The Man, I praised her and I will praise her now again because she has suffered a lot through no fault of her own. Let it be known. So, so this controversy, now see, I keep dragging people on here, but let's go into praising people because after all, it's all about positivity. Love you all. So... Disney Plus. It finally landed. And I'm obsessed. There's still loads of Disney movies I've never actually watched. Or I watched when I was a small child. But then through just pop culture discourse, I know everything about them. But I hadn't really seen them or not seen them recently. So I've used this quarantine to just catch up on them. Watch The Incredibles 1 and 2, because I hadn't seen the second one yet, so I caught up on the first one watched uh, Wall-E again, Monsters, Inc., Monsters University, all of the good Pixar stuff, all three high school musical movies. Disney is good. It is just content quality. I might finally start with all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. I am living. It is money well spent. I could, I cannot recommend it enough. And luckily, I don't have to pay for it myself because uh, a friend of mine has been using my Spotify for years. Uh, not my Spotify, my Netflix for years. So now she finally got Disney Plus and she was like, as a thank you, I can now use her Disney Plus with her. So that's also justice. Good things come back to good people, which is me <laughs> this week. But also Netflix has put out some good content. I don't want to talk about two things in in particular. First is The Stranger, which is a, a crime police drama set in England with a good cast. So the cast is Richard Armitage, who is Thorin Oakenshield in The Hobbit. 
who's 48, but he looks like mid-30s. I don't know how, but he's very attractive. And then we have Jennifer Saunders, who, of course, we know from Absolutely Fabulous, comedic genius. She was also in Friends as um, Emily's stepmother. So Ross's British wife, her stepmother. And this is one scene where she's on the phone with Phoebe. Very funny. Uh, comedic genius, love her, and she's also in this. And Siobhan Finneran, who, for those of us who've seen Downton Abbey, she's um, I'm forgetting her name, but the mean chambermaid of the the the, the lady of the house, her chambermaid. Uh, keep forgetting her name, but she's she's always evil and scheming. She was best friends with the gay butler. Her. And she's the policewoman, and she's actually nice in this. So it's a very interesting show, very just a mystery. It keeps you guessing, and there's like an alpaca is decapitated, and the, just you don't know what's going on, but in the end, it all kind of fits together. I binged it all in one day. Good show. The Stranger on Netflix. Recommendation. But also, um, Love is Blind. So I don't know if you if you guys heard about this, but Love is Blind is a dating show on Netflix. It's a reality show. And the concept is basically dating in this day and age has become so superficial. People aren't really getting to know each other anymore. It's just swiping left and right based on first visual impressions, which is true. I mean, it is true. Dating apps are first impression of a picture you like, you don't like, swipe. And then eventually, in like a fraction of the cases, you actually get to know each other. But most of the times, either you swipe right and a chat doesn't even start, or you chat, but then it kind of gets lost. I've heard very few. I I have heard some success stories from dating apps, but few. And um, Love is Blind basically takes this concept and reverses it because it has a group of men and a group of women. So this is all based on straight coupling. Very heteronormative, but we don't judge. Um, The men live on one side of one house, the women on the other side. They can't see each other. They can interact through pods. So one man will get into one side of the pod, the woman in the other side of the pod, and then they can speak to each other. But they can't see each other. And essentially, they have to fall in love based on their conversations and their personality alone, but not their looks. And then once uh, the guy proposes to the girl, yes, they've never met, but they are going to get married. The wedding is the season finale is the weddings. And then they can meet and then they go on a vacation to Mexico together. And it is as bad as you would imagine. I watched all of it in a day, but also because it's just very, it's so cringeworthy because it's genuinely, truly bad. It's people who've known each, who've never seen each other, known each other for two days saying, I love you so much. I love you more than I've ever loved anyone. I've never had this connection before. You're the most important person in my life. I can't imagine my life without you. And I'm like, hun, you've never met this person. Yes. Personality is important maybe more important than looks but also looks are important it's just very cringe like you can't tell me i've never loved someone the way i've loved you if you've known somebody for two days i mean and you haven't seen them i'm sorry i call bullshit but that just makes it so so strange because they start crying and they're like i just want to hold you i can't imagine my life without you and i'm like it's the same as it is now because your life is without them, so keep imagining. 
Yeah, but then once they get to Mexico, and I won't spoil what exactly happens, but there are at least two people who actually did get married and stayed married for a year after the show and are still married. So um, that's something which I didn't expect. But for some people, apparently it worked. Watch it. And there's some couple who are m- couples that are more interesting than others. Uh, so just fast forward uh, through their scenes. Like if, if you don't like one couple, just like follow your couple through the show. It is definitely very entertaining just because the, the sheer what the fuckness of it all. <laughs> Because it's just like they can't be serious about this. Like I was literally rolling my eyes half of the time, but I was also having a good time. And it's been renewed for two more seasons, so <laughs> I do recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun reality show. And that's all it wants to be. And at this front, it delivers. So I'm on board with that. Two people I'm going to praise uh, from the music business are... Actually, I'm going to praise four people. What the hell? I'm not holding back. I'm going to start with Latin music because we have two of the Latin reggaeton and uh, trap artists who released new songs recently or even full new albums, actually. J Balvin and Bad Bunny, who are among the most streamed artists worldwide. And Bad Bunny... Uh, released a full album called Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana, which means I do whatever the fuck I want. And it's just really good. It's genuinely a great album where I've liked every song and all of my Spanish-speaking friends are just listening to it all day on a loop. It's just that good. And he also, he's just a big goofball. He doesn't take himself too seriously and he's being authentically himself. And he spreads important good messages with his songs. There's one song called Yo Yo Pero Sola, which means I'm gonna like dance and twerk by myself. And it's essentially about women who, if the guy doesn't isn't interested in them, they just want to dance for themselves. And then at the end, there's like a P, PDA. No, PDA is Public Display of Affection. PSA, Public Service Announcement. <laughs> a PSA saying, if she doesn't want to dance with you, leave her alone and she's going to dance by herself. She doesn't need a man. And Bad Bunny got up into three different full drag looks for the music video and was twerking and like swinging his big titties. And as a drag queen, yes, some people have called it queer baiting. Which it might be, but also Bad Bunny really brings some flamboyance and femininity. He doesn't identify as gay or queer himself, as far as I know. But brings femininity and flamboyance into Latin culture, which is is historically, especially Latin music, very dominated by machismo and homophobia and masculinity. And he's kind of breaking that apart. So uh, I really like that he's doing that because he's really helping queer people by by showing them it's okay. And he's been outspoken against homophobia and in f- as a as a LGBT ally for a while. He was wearing on the uh, Jimmy Fallon show. He was wearing a dress and saying "No mataron a un hombre en vestido, mataron a Alexia." which means they didn't kill a man in a dress, they killed Alexia. Because a trans woman was murdered in Puerto Rico, where Bad Bunny is from, called Alexia. And some newspapers said Alexia was a man in a dress when she was in fact a trans woman. So he's been an outspoken LGBT ally. And I really, that makes me respect him a lot. So go Bad Bunny. Really impressed. 
Uh, and now I can listen to this and genuinely feel good because I know I'm supporting an artist who is an ally and uh, has integrity. So that's great. And J Balvin re released an album called Colores, where every song is a different color. And it basically represents different aspects of him going through anxiety and depression, which I think is also really brave. And it all it's different colors and each represents like a mood, a different vibe. And then in the end, it's rainbow. And it's kind of like finding your inner peace through meditation. And that's also really important because mental health for so long has been a taboo that people didn't want to talk about. <sighs> Just sipping on some wine. And him making that the front and center of his album, I think is also just really impressive. And that's why kudos to both of them. Impressed and happy. And also it's just damn good music. And then two other people, just a side note, because those are two guys, let's get into two girls. Dua Lipa seems like she's carrying the English-speaking pop industry by herself right now. Everybody I know is just listening to all of her new songs. She is really doing all of that. So good for Dua Lipa, capitalizing on people needing good music. She's delivering. And Doja Cat, because I'm on TikTok now. Go and follow me at that drunk queen. I haven't posted any content yet because I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm an old, I'm an old queen. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> but her songs are everywhere. Say so and boss bitch. She, she's at the like the pulse of the moment right now. Like her music is really hitting a nerve with people. And you know what? Good for her is very catchy. So um, I support. I support. All right, I'm already almost at 40 minutes again. So before I go to my final segment, which is where I will crown the winner and the loser of the week, who is getting a refill? Who did I like this week? And who's going down the drain? Who did I not like this week? Who does not need to come back? That's the end. But before I get to that, I'm gonna kind of praise something I found in the interwebs because I am a multimedia queen. I call this bite-sized beauty. It's something I found on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok that I liked, that I enjoyed, and I want to share it with you if you don't already know it. And this week it is um, corona-related because it is the wonderful, funny actor Leslie Jordan. He was in Hairspray, for example. He's been in tons of stuff. He's very small, white hair. If you Google Leslie Jordan, you'll have you'll know him. If the name doesn't ring a bell... Google him and the, the picture will. And you'll be like, oh, this guy. Yeah. And he did a video of him, I think, making egg salad or a chicken salad in his uh, in his kitchen because of the virus. <laughs> and it feel, for me, it was the vibe. Like, if it's a point of view video of your grandparents calling you, like your grandma calls you, telling you about what she's doing in her pantry uh, to combat the virus. It's absolutely lovely. And I'm going to include it here. I'm here making enough chicken salad for an army of one because I'm in lockdown. You know, the sweet uh, Asian couple that take care of my plants when I'm gone brought me face mask gloves, and then they brought me this herbal incense powder. It's from Bhutan, traditional Chinese medicine. It's how to avoid the corona because it uh, you do little little snorts, and it'll help your immune system. But I'm scared. 
One time at a nightclub in New York, they gave me one of these with some illicit substance in it, and I went in the bathroom. Well, I came out, and my friend said to me, you snorted a gram. There's none left. Oh, my gosh, this is a disaster. But anyway, I was the dancing queen that night, 22 years clean and sober, so I can tell stories like that. Y'all sold your own man up. <laughs> Leslie Jordan, bless him. That's the spirit we all need. I could rewatch this on a loop. So now that we've covered this, let's get into the final judgment time. Who's getting a refill and who's going down the drain? I'm going to start with who's going down the drain and then crown who's getting a refill. Who's going down the drain? Honestly, the drain this time is big enough and I'm going to just put M.I.A., Evangeline Lilly, and Ellen DeGeneres can all go down the drain because you've all lost much, if not all, of my respect for you. I'm really disappointed. I know you don't care about this because you don't know me and you probably never will, but shame on you. So, <laughs> so now who's getting a refill? And this week, well... I will say honorary mention to Britney Spears because um, of her Instagram, but my refill this week is going to Bad Bunny for his music video of Yo Pereo Sola. You know, it's it's uplifting queer people. It's showing femininity in Latin music. It's breaking so many boundaries and still making good music at the same time. I'm here for it. And that's all I have to say. I'm at the 40-minute mark. This is all you, you want to hear from me for one week. I will leave it. So I'm gonna finish this bottle <laughs> off the mic and enjoy my time in quarantine as good as I can, eating 15 meals a day and watching the entirety of Disney Plus and Netflix. And I hope you do the same. I hope you enjoyed the show. This was Miss Chardonnay, your favorite blonde bombshell cross-dresser, with... Pour it up and I'll hear from you next week. Much love.